0: Well, I gotta admit, um, it's a good game. I wish I could say the same for you <laughs> and your crew of flunkies. Do you guys want some grapes? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Canvas Sativa podcast. I am your host, Canvas Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story, and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCanvaSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at I Sativa Podcasts. You can find and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support this podcast to help support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, and equipment as well as travel. You can do this by going to wwwankerfm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. And you can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I Sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. You'll get early access to live streams, Um, you'll get, um, exclusive episodes, um, you'll get exclusive things like talking smack, like off topic things that I'll, I'll do for, for funsies and, um, you'll, you'll really grow and get a lot out of it. And, um, you know, and you can help support us by, you can help support us by getting, um, the funds to be able to expand the podcast, whether it's to, be on SoundCloud, whether it's to buy even better microphone equipment, whether it's to buy cameras so we can interview, so we can do full interviews at uh, trade shows, full professional interviews, um, just anything, you know, we anything would help, you know, a dollar will go a long way and uh, without further ado, let's get to the show. Hello, y'all. Um, hope you, you guys are having a good, um, Saturday afternoon. It's 12.22 p.m. in Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. And, um, right now, um, is as good of a day as any day for a name and shame. Um, so we're gonna end up doing that um but um so we'll read an article so so first let's read an article about what the outcome of of excuse me of new york's failed attempts of legalization were so legalization didn't end up passing um but what end up and and even expanding medical didn't pass either but what end up what ended up happening was they put forth a plan that both the houses i think agreed to that is going to expand decriminalization and expunge arrest records so let's read this article first before we read the main article and then do the naming and shaming so this is from money and markets and um this this news story is from jt crow and it says new NY passes bill to decriminalize cannabis possession, expunge arrest records. Good news for cannabis investors in New York State. Senate passed a bill late Thursday evening to decriminalize possession of small amounts of marijuana after failing to agree on a comprehensive package to fully legalize recreational use. For now, the Senate easily passed its bill. 39 to 23, and the assembly approved it Friday morning. Assembly vote totals were not available. Full recreational legalization is still the ultimate goal, the lawmaker said. Quote, this is not the final step, but it will lay the groundwork for full decriminalization and legalization. Assembly Speaker Karl Hars- Hest- Hest- Hestite or Hest said in a statement, Individuals will be able to avoid criminal charges for holding less than two ounces of cannabis and will have to pay a a $50 fine for less than one ounce and $200 for one to two ounces. The law also provides a way to expunge previous convictions for possession. A bill to expand the medical use of cannabis was dropped from consideration for the time being per bloomberg pot tax for new york legalization would have created a new industry and a statewide adult market of at least 3.1 billion including at least 1.1 billion in sales within new york city um, new york city comptroller scott stinger said in a report backing legalization years ago tax revenues would exceed Three hundred and thirty-three or three hundred thirty-six million for the city, and four hundred and thirty-six million for the state. He said. To those who had hoped New York would be the tallest state to legalize pot, has said, in government people have to realize you don't get everything you want in one shot. At the Drug Policy Alliance, which had pushed for legalization, New York State Director. Cassandra Frederick said that while the new law would allow deletion of criminal records for about 900,000 low-level marijuana offenses in the last 20 years, it still it still allowed police to arrest individuals for wide-ranging instances of marijuana possession. So, yeah, um so that wraps up that article, so that's that wraps up sort of how everything went down last week with new york and um yes yeah, so for unfortunately legalization is, is is out of the cards for this year in new york state and we have a couple we have about nine senators to blame for that and um so here's the article um so it's from Gothamus and it, it, it's written by jake Offenhart and fred mogul here are the state senate democrats responsible for killing marijuana legalization in new york by all appearances this was the year that new york should have legalized marijuana after decades of near total republican control of the state senate democrats snatched back the chamber in november locking in a 39-24 majority a month later, Governor Andrew Cuomo came out with an emphatic endorsement of legalization, trading years of gateway drug moralizing for a new interest in bringing recreational pot to adult New Yorkers once and for all. The shifting winds of Albany reflected a public sentiment, as a poll as poll after poll has shown a shift a shift a shift in a growing majority of of state residents from upstate to the suburbs to new york city now support legal adult use marijuana so what happened on wednesday a last second push to pass comprehensive legalization bill crumbled suffering the same fate as a similar proposal during budget negotiations back in april lawmakers blamed the complexity of the issue and the genuine lack of support from the governor the bill sponsor liz krueger said they came close but ran out of time it's hard to know just how close they actually came as the measure didn't make it to the floor for a vote and was the was in the final round of amendments when the plug was pulled in the middle of the night but reports have indicated that that an estimated that an estimated 30 Democratic senators back legalization, just too shy of the minimum number needed for passage, while at least nine had expressed misgivings or outright opposition. Of those holdouts, five are from Long Island, two are from Westchester, and two are from New York City. As the Buffalo News aptly summarized, Blame downstate senators. Following the collapse, Gothamus reached out to each of the nine senators believed to either be against legalization or stubbornly undecided. We asked about the reasons they did not support the bill, whether they they were glad that it had ultimately failed, and if they could see themselves supporting legalization in the future. To those who responded. Mm-hmm. Who responded cited the pressure, cited the pressure campaign mounted by parent groups and law enforcement officials. Cowards, concerns about this about first and second hand health risks. Oh my god, and perceived realities within their own districts. Many noted their support for a bill that referred to as decriminalization, which passed both houses downgrading the penalty for between one and two ounces of marijuana from misdemeanor to a violation and expunging the records of past low-level offenses. Advocates and statistics suggest it will do little to change the frequent police stops that disproportionately target people of color. More than one senator that we spoke to said that they did not want to be identified as the person responsible for blocking legalization in New York State. The responses we received are included below. For for those who did not answer, we noted their recent comments on the issue and will update if we hear back. Toby Ann Svesky, Queens. In the days leading up to the vote, Saveski said she was making up her mind on legalization, on Thursday, the longtime Central Queens representative told us ultimately she was not fully on board for a lot of reasons. The question of of driving under the influence troubled me. Okay, one, people are already doing that in Queens and in New York City and in illegal states all over the country, but they're just not telling anyone and they're being discreet about it because it's still legal where they live. If you legalize it, Uh, more people aren't going to start driving under the influence. It's just, A, more people are going to feel comfortable admitting that they use cannabis. So, you know, that's going to skew the numbers and make it seem like it's going up, even though it isn't. And B, you know, the tests that we do have don't test for current impairment. They only test for the metabolites, which can stay in your system for several weeks to several months. So testing people is not, is, doesn't tell the whole story and it would be unconstitutional because you couldn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they were high at the time of the accident. And, and I mean, there lies the issue right there, you know. Um, Michigan, they're not doing any blood alcohol content limits because, again, you can't prove for current impairment. So it would be wrong to put those limits. But anywho, let's let's continue. I wasn't pleased with allowing the the homegrown six plants. Screw you, home. Okay, but you're okay, 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 Senator. Okay, Miss Senator, um, Savisky. So, so, so you're okay with people microbrewing beer in their brownstones, but you're not okay with people home growing marijuana. If we're regulating this like alcohol, like everyone says I think you should regulate like tomatoes, but I digress. You were I mean, it took until I think nineteen it took until like the Carter administration until you were able to homebrew beer. But but now you've been you've been able to homebrew beer for like forty something years now. And, and and the world hasn't ended. The world isn't gonna end having home cannabis. The, the world isn't gonna end would people, if people home grew, well, This person is just caving into tyranny. Additionally, she noted that 90 percent of her district is Asian American, a group she considers, quite frankly, unalterably opposed to legalization. John Liu, a Asian American state senator in the adjacent Queens district, supported the bill and chalked up differences in his chamber to generational to it being a generational thing see boom oh well the asian people okay now you're using minority groups as a scapegoat as to why you can't no you personally don't like cannabis so that's why you voted against it you personally are afraid that there's going to be high driving left and right and it's gonna it's gonna ruin the neighborhood of your children and or your grandchildren that's that that's what you're concerned about and it's gonna bring in the wrong types of people that's what you're concerned about but you don't have the stones to admit all right let's let's go to the next person senator roxanne pers pers persuade or pursued i don't know if i'm saying that right after expressing concerns about recreational marijuana use earlier this year pursued per, faced pressure for some constituents in south brooklyn to change her mind reached by phone on thursday she told gotham as she was focused on decriminalization and would prefer not to say whether she would have voted for legalization if it had been brought to the senate floor her resistance she said was based on potential health risks of secondhand marijuana smoke and lack of education surrounding the drug's consumption Okay, well, just look at literature from Colorado, Washington, or California. Other states have done this, and other states have cannabis boards that have, have dealt with these risks and have told people how to use it responsibly. So there's a goldmine of information to be had from looking at legal states, which is how I would respond to her criticism. But let's continue. She quotes said, she so, quote said, if you come out of your house and someone is smoking marijuana, you're walking through with that, you're walking through that smell, it can make you physically ill. You know what makes me physically, you know what makes me gross out and physically ill sometimes? Smelling cigarette smoke. But do people have the right to do it outside their their property or, or outdoors? Yeah. We allow people to to smoke cigarettes in public and we don't give them $100 tickets. But in all 10 legal states, And I'm sure Illinois, when we add number 11, public smoking is illegal and it's punishable by fines. And Nevada, they go as far as to give you a misdemeanor for doing it. So public smoking is banned in all states and it will probably be banned in New York. But the problem is that we're not like Canada where we allow you to do it anywhere tobacco can be done. And then, you know... um, allow it in parks we don't do that in the u.s i don't think we will you know we have to we have to continue to drum up ways for cops to get money in my opinion and you know i, I just feel that we're very you know you know it's like gorvid Alsa. there's it's own. there's two parts of the same party the property party if you don't own property you kick rocks you're at the mercy of, of of the people that do and if they don't want you to do something if they don't want you to have beer in the fridge they can say that if they don't want you to use medical marijuana they can tell you that if they don't want you to do something as long as you are not har- harming their property you're not harming others you're not harming yourself then you can kick rocks you know i mean i mean they can kick rocks is none of their concern but you know us being in the situation we're in in the United States, I don't, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't ever see us having what Canada has with those, with those sort of rational public smoking laws. Let's continue. No one is talking about that. Everybody is talking about giving the right to someone else to smoke, but we're not telling people about the possible side effects. Senator Pete. Harkham Westchester while serving as a member of Governor Cuomo's administration Harkham won a tight race for the Hudson Valley seat last November and now chairs the Senate Committee of Alcoholism and Substance Abuse so oh, this guy has a lot of power in the Senate I'm guessing initially noncommittal on on legal weed he became He'd become more public with his opposition in recent weeks. Quote, My constituents had many concerns about legalization, he told Gothamist in a statement on Thursday. Unless there were significant resources dedicated to suburban police departments to address DUIs, school districts for education, and to help manage risky behaviors, the public health arena for prevention and treatment, I could not support legalization. But he also added that the final Senate bill went a long way towards addressing these concerns, thanks to the efforts of Senate, Senator Kruger and, th- and would be a good place to start the discussions next time. Senator Shelley M- Mayer, Westchester. Gosh darn it, Westchester. Mayer, a former Assemblywoman, won a special election for the Senate last year and now represents a portion of Westchester that has been in Democrats' hands since nineteen eighty five. So no fear of a primary likely did not factor so fear of a primary likely did not factor in her decision here. Instead Meyer and her constituents were were based on feedback she heard heard in parent teachers associations and school boards specifically she said she wanted to h- see a l- larger focus on in- discouraging young people from smoking weed or getting high by other means that sounds like a that sounds like a parenting issue why should the state have to step in and be the parents of people you know your parents are supposed to teach you what's teach you right from wrong. Your parents are supposed to teach you to not steal. Your parents are supposed to teach you to stay away from drugs until you're 21. It shouldn't. I mean, yes, school should have some education and should should teach people basic stuff about you know intoxicants, but it shouldn't. But we shouldn't hold up legalization because some people can't do their jobs as parents. But I I digress, and. It's, you can use a vaping tool to smoke dope. Oh, my God. She still calls it dope. <laughs> and vaping is extremely prevalent already in our schools. Okay, that is true. There is a lot of kids that vape. They do... Something does kind of have to be done about that. Um, in my nephew's school, in high school, he just graduated. Like He talked about how there are kids that, that, that use the vape carts. So, yeah, I mean you might want to get a handle on that but i don't see that as any sort of different than kids having underage drinking parties in high school i knew plenty of kids who did that plenty you know i i see it i see it as just as kids using intoxicants in general that's that's a general issue that has always been around that's a that's a general issue that schools need to need to prevent in general whether it's Jewel, rather it's you know cigarettes, rather whether it's booze, whether it's wine coolers, whether it's Mike's Hard, where it's it's slamming those at at a at a, a get together where they don't have a business doing that, or um or, or or smoking weed when they're for non-medical reasons. Yeah, that needs to be controlled, but that needs to be controlled for all substances, not just weed. We don't need to continue blocking weed and weed being legal because a few kids because a few kids might abuse it. that's a parenting problem you know, and we need to we need to tell kids that they need to be twenty one before they touch any intoxicant. that's 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 what that sounds like. You can use a vaping tool to smoke dope and vaping is extremely prevalent in our schools, including the use of Juul. and I think we need schools and parents to design educational program she said i was working on making that happen we didn't have a final bill asked whether she would have voted for the bill if it was brought to the senate floor she responded i wouldn't put it that way before insisting that she was not the deciding vote on legalization next person jim gurian long island like other freshman suburban lawmakers, the full-court press from parents and cops against legal pot seems to have worked on Gar Ran. I've been getting calls from schools and the PTAs and law enforcement with concerns. He told Gothamist slash WNYC. In early May, they say they've already have enough problems with the flavored nicotine vaping and that this is the last thing that they need. But Garan added he'd wait to see what the amended proposal looked like before reaching his decision. A spokesperson from his office did not respond to inquiries about whether he would have supported newer versions of the bill john brooks long island brooks was a led, registered republican until 27 so he's a democrat in name only why is he still in congress brooks was a registered republican until 2017 and while he caucuses with the democrats the long island representative has at times been at odds with his party most re- most recently he voted to keep the religious re- exemption in place for vaccines while he did not respond to Gothamist inquiries, Brooks told the Buffalo News on, Thursday, no, on Wednesday that he heard safety concerns from the law enforcement officials and parenting groups, which convinced him, we're not ready for the recreational use at all, and there's really some legitimate opposition to it. A firmer affirmation of Brooks' anti-drug stance can be found in the screen gra- grab below, where he posted along with a press release last week celebrating a ban on recreational flamethrowers as good common sense lawmaking he said Jesus Christ this guy has to go this guy has to go if you live in if you live in Long Island I got listeners in Long Island I know I do. You know I I, 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 I know who's listening to my podcast, you know, through the analytics and stuff. But dude, get you gotta get rid of this dude. He's not even he's not even actually a Democrat. Anna Kaplan, Long Island. Kaplan earned the seat of Nassau County, 7th District last Nassau County. I think it's Nassau. Nassau County. Again, I mean I, I went to UMass, but I still had I still had some New Yorkers that went to my school, so I, I know some of the pronunciations and some I'm going to butcher. So I, I believe it's Nassau County. I'm almost certain it is. Kaplan earned the C for Nassau County 7th District last year, defeating Republican... And I'm, I'm prepared to eat my words if I'm wrong. Defeating Republican Elaine Phillips after picking up endorsements from Governor Cuomo and Barack Obama. Prior to her election, she offered tepid support for... Oh, man. Oh man, you guys in Long Island, if she offered tepid support when she was running prior to her election, that should have been the first red flag for you guys. That that if this were to come to a vote, that, that you wouldn't have her in your back pocket. That should have been the first red flag. According to Long Island Now... While also saying she came from a very conservative, so did I. So did I. I came from a very conservative family, and I'm as pro-cannabis as I can get as as you can get. I've done two hundred plus episodes about cannabis and about cannabis activism, and I came from a conservative family, so I don't buy that excuse for for voting against it. You know, you, you I, I'm not buying it, or or maybe she or. Or she grew up in the conservative family, and as an adult continued to make those decisions that she thinks weed is for losers, or she thinks that it's a gay weed drug. It's at the point that the senator is at, if she's a senator of in of in in a state in the state senate or whatever it's safe to say that this person genuinely believes these views and you know you can't you can't you can't be like oh the, my parents made me do it no you you're a grown adult. you're probably 40 50 60 70 years old you're old enough you're old enough to make your own decisions you're old enough to break away from your parents when you think that their views suck you know my, my parents have views that I think suck but, I mean, I don't believe those views anymore. And that's the beautiful part about being 30. You don't have to believe that stuff anymore. <laughs> but let's let's keep going. In an email to Lohad earlier this week, a spokesperson for Kaplan said she wasn't ready to support recreational marijuana at this time. Ultimately, it's important to look... At the total picture of full is legaliz- of the full impact of legalization, and there are still too many public health and safety concerns at this. What public and and what public health and safety concerns? Colorado teen use has gone down. Colorado, the Colorado, you have less opioid deaths because it's legal. Colorado, you have all this money. They, I think they made like a billion dollars in in cannabis revenue. Colorado, you you have. So many people moving to that state and, and flying the state and rent prices are going through the roof now. So tell me again. Tell me again about the public safety, about the public health and safety concerns. Go ahead. I'll wait. The spokesperson did not respond to the Gothamist request to elaborate on those health and safety concerns. Go Exactly. Because she she's pulling it out of her. She's pulling it out of the department of her own behind that's why our next person monica monica martinez senator monica martinez long island another first term long island gosh darn it long island another first term long island democrat martinez hasn't revealed much publicity about how she feels about marijuana legalization beyond the fact that she would not support Kruger's bill her office did not respond to Gothamist inquiries. And the senator senator literally ran away from WNYC reporter outside the Senate chambers. A spokesperson for Martinez and Gotham Gazette on Monday that said that she favors decriminalization and expunging of records for people with prior offenses, adding that she would support The legalization of marijuana through a statewide referendum. Todd Tomaski, Long Island. Gosh darn it, Long Island. Tomaski, a Long Islander who has most recently sponsored the state's most ambitious climate change legislation, seemed as though he was gearing up to support legalization at the start of the year. But last we heard, the second term senator and former federal prosecutor. Oh, man. uh Uh-oh was still uncertain on the legislation. He's bothered that his buddies and the, the state police and his buddies and the county police in Long Island, or his former buddies and his former friends are not going to get a kickback anymore from busting black and brown people. They're not going to continue making money off it anymore. And he's running scared. But let's, let's hear his official reason. But last we heard, the second-term sender and former federal prosecutor was still uncertain on the the legislation, telling Gothamist slash WNYC last month, I certainly think having proper safeguards on the road are important. Is there a plan to have a breathalyzer for marijuana? Um, Well, like I just said, a breathalyzer would only measure past impairment. It wouldn't measure impairment while that person was operating the vehicle or why while a crash was was said to have been happening it would not measure that how do you how do you make sure kids don't get their hands on it those are all important considerations like several other lawmakers kamaski said the main constituencies he heard were from ptas and law enforcement groups Both of whom are vehemently against legalization. His office did not return multiple requests for comments. So now we're going to wrap up the episode with the actual phone numbers of these uh, senators that voted or that were going to strike down legalization in New York. So here are the here are the culprits and here here's how you can contact them if you live in New York State or their districts so we'll start so i'm just gonna give you guys the um the like like if they like a lot of them they have a district office and then like their 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 um capital office or whatever or some even have three of them so i'm gonna give you the numbers two sets of numbers for each rep at least two sets so here's so we're gonna start with johnny brooks senator johnny brooks new york sd uh, I think it's Senate District 8. I think that's what that SD stands for. S. Senate District 8. And his phone number for his district office is 516 882 0630. And then his Albany office, his phone number is 518 455 2765. And then the next person is James Garan. Probably Gauran, I'm probably butchering that. New York Senate District 5. And his district office phone number is 516 922 1811. And then his Albany office phone number is 518 455 3250. And then the next one is Senator Anna Anna M. Kaplan, New York Senate District 7. And her district office phone number is 516-746-5924. And then her Albany office is 518-455-2170. And then um, the next person on the list is Todd... Kamiski and he's of New York Senate District 9 and his Albany office phone number is 518-455-3401 and his district office phone number is 516-766-8383. The next person is Senator Monica R. Martinez. This was the person who ran away when um being presented with questions um and her phone number is uh her district phone number and she's from senate district 3 her district phone number is 631-360-3356 and then her albany office phone number is 518-455-2950 the next person is senator James Sifoukis, and his district office phone number is 845-567-1270, and then the Albany office is 518-455-3290. The next person is Ken Thomas, and he's of um, New York Senate District 6 and his phone number for the district office is 516-739-1700. His Albany office phone number is 518-455-3260. And then the next person is Senator uh, Samatra Sim- Felder. And she's of New York Senate District 17. Her phone number is is 718 for the district. Her district phone number is 718-253-2015. And then the Albany office is, her Albany office phone number will be 518-455-2754. And then the satellite office is 718 484 Three, two, one, six, and then the next person. This one is a head scratcher because I've seen her like spearheading, like the efforts earlier in the year, even before the session started. And I believe we reported on her a little bit before the year started, or or the beginning of the year. Like she's, you know, she's been pushing for legalization for a while. I don't know if she her no vote was um because the legislation didn't go far enough that, you know, there wasn't good enough home grow provisions or whatever, or the taxes weren't low enough or whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know what her, her, why she, she's listed as a no vote. Maybe it was her, maybe it was the Reefer Madness residents. I mean, I do know that, like, Staten Island was like one of the because again I have I have a I have a sibling who lives like in New York so I know a little I know a tiny bit about how New York works I don't know a whole lot but I do hear Staten Island was like the only um, was like the only like uh, area in New York City that voted for Trump so I mean I don't know if she got a bunch of angry Republicans or angry conservative Dems that blew up her phone. I don't know if that's why she voted no, but but here's who voted no. Um, Diane Savino, New York, uh, Senate District 23. And her district office phone number is 718-727-9406. And her district office 2 phone number, in case you, you can't reach her district office 1-1, is... Um, for the district office, too, it will be 718-333-0311. And then her Albany office phone number is 518-455-2437. And then we have uh, Senator D- David Carucci, and he's of New York Senate District 38. And um the way you con the way you get to him is um his uh Rockland District Office is phone number for that is eight four five six two three three six two seven and then his Ossing district office Oh man um this is this is <laughs> I, I keep thinking of Mad Men right now and like um Betty Draper's house. I think that was like I think that was their where their house was in Mad Men. I'm getting in the weeds right now, man. What were we alright? Just let me let, let's get back on track. And then um let me let me just say his district office number again. I I, I got sidetracked here. Um so his Rockland district office is eight four five And then his Aussie district office is 914-941-2041. There's a lot of four ones in that number. And then his Albany district office is 518-455-2991. Senator Toby Ann Saviski And to get to her district office, it's um, 718-445-0004. To get to her Albany office is 518-455-3461. Senator Roxanne J. Pursued and NY, NY Senate District 19 her district office is one. let me let me read that again her district office is 718 649 7653 her albany office is 518 455 2788 and then the next one is Senator Pete Harkham's office. And his district office is, his phone number will be 914-241-4600. The Albany office will be 518 455 I'll repeat that again. My mistake. So 518 for the district office, 455-2340. And then the the Carmel Satellite Office. And that phone number is 845-225-3025. And then the next person, I think the last person is senator Shelley b Mayer, and her albany office phone number is 518-455-2031 and then her district office is 914-934-5250 and what i'm gonna do um that i didn't do in other like name and shame episodes since since there's so many like contacts in in this and so much information in this i'm going to enclose it as a google doc and then i'm going to share the link with everyone so if you guys live in new york you'll have this and if you don't have the time nor the patience to listen to me recite the numbers which i mean it's your prerogative um I'll, i'll put it in the google docs in the show notes so you can contact these folks I don't have too much more to add other than we need to vote out every last one of these folks who wanted to, who, who, who stopped cannabis legalization and cannabis progress. We, we need to show them the, the unemployment line. You know, if you fail to do your job and your job, you get sent to the unemployment line. It's a vast majority of people and that's in the state of New York want cannabis legal these people fail to listen to what the majority of the people wanted so they need they need to be voted out on those grounds alone um i don't have too much more to add than to keep fighting till next year blow up blow up their inboxes this summer you know so when september whenever the session rolls around whether it's september next year i don't know i i mean i don't know depending on the individual state but when the session opens up again you know, these this will be greeting them right in the face how much they drop the ball. That's what I would do if I lived there. You know, keep fighting, folks. Keep fighting. We're almost there. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.